0: Hawks win on a buzzer beater by DeJounte Murray and take down the Orlando Magic, 106-104. to
1: 104.
0: Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles. And as always, I'm joined by my co host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything hawks. Let's go. All right, Mikey, back to back wins for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, this one on a DeJounte Murray buzzer beater. But something I wanted to talk about overall feel of this game. Um, I felt like this game was a defensive, grinded out type of game where um the possessions really mattered, but yeah, as as uh we'll see later on in this uh uh, that turned out to not be the case, but I, I think both teams defensively played really hard. Orlando's a top 10 defense. Uh, Atlanta had a little bit of a hard time uh, dealing with them. Guys like Jalen Suggs, uh, Markel Fultz. Um, I thought that, you know, the Hawks found a way to win in this game.
1: Yeah. Um, this was definitely, definitely that type of grinded out victory that you were talking about. And this, some weird, some weird games lately at State Farm Arena, Tim. The Hawks turned the ball over 23 times during this game, and still came out with the victory. The Magic shot from the field 88 times, the Hawks 76. The Magic shot 35 times from beyond the arc, Hawks 25, and both teams shot 22 free throws. Yet the Hawks still come out away with the victory, and it's really a make or miss league. Hawks shot 51% versus the Magic shooting 44%. That's, that's really it right there. And when, when it came down to it, uh, the the Hawks have taken advantage in this, uh, this year, two out of three times against the Magic, some lackluster offensive organization from that young Orlando squad. And realistically, they're going to need a point guard, that Orlando team, to make it to that next level. And you can credit the Atlanta Hawks, credit to Coach Quinn Snyder, for really being able to come back in these games when they were down a little bit uh, in the fourth quarter, to to take it to to this Orlando squad.
0: Yeah, I felt like uh, Orlando late in this game just couldn't get their offense organized enough to to run sets. Now, whenever Orlando came at, in a, at a timeout towards the end of the game, uh, I felt like their coach ran up a good play for him. But whenever they're coming back down the floor off a rebound, uh, definitely late in this game, they just couldn't organize to to finish off the Hawks. And you know, shout out to the Hawks defense; they were doing everything that worked.
1: Yeah, and even in the game that Atlanta lost to Orlando d- down down in Florida a couple weeks ago, it went into overtime. But that game should have been won by the Magic earlier. So yeah, credit to the Hawks for for their kind of perseverance during these during these fourth quarter runs. But Before we go into the game right here, I do really want to shout out Jalen Johnson. His defense on Paolo Boncaro tonight was excellent. Now you look at the box score, you go, okay, Paolo Boncaro, 26 points, four assists, two steals, one block. You notice, that's that's not a bad stat line. He shot the ball, 8 of 25 from the field, 25 shots for 26 points. He had, Jalen Johnson had that man really uncomfortable on the offensive end tonight.
0: Yeah, I felt like Jalen against him was uh, definitely fun to watch. Um, That was one of our keys to the game was uh, Jalen on Paolo. And and we we knew it was going to be a physical matchup. And I thought Jalen did a great job of staying out of foul trouble and, you know, really playing smart defensive basketball.
1: Yeah, as we go into the game here, uh, both teams were really going to the rim early. Neither team got hot in this game from beyond the arc. Um, the Hawks scored their first eight points at the rim or at the free throw line. And early in this game, right away, Hawks fans, the whole world, the players on both teams, they knew there was going to be the Paolo Boncaro show again on offense for the Magic with Franz Wagner out. Uh, Mo Wagner didn't get any PT tonight as well. Uh, But a big, big, big change in the rotation tonight from Quinn Snyder. They went with the double big lineup on Yeka Kangu and Clint Capellas sharing the floor together and Trent Forrest was out of the rotation. What did you think of that decision, Tim?
0: Um, I felt like with how bad the Hawks struggled on the glass that they needed to have that two-man lineup because Clint Capella uh, struggled mightily on the rebounds in this game. And, you know, I felt like that lineup still, the offense was still running okay, um, even with having both centers in. And defensively, there was definitely an uptick on uh, what they were doing.
1: Yeah, I think one of the reasons why Hawksman saw Trent Forrest go out of the rotation tonight was the Magic don't really have that elite scoring guard play, like I mentioned. So you don't have to bring in a Trent Forrest to guard a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrese Maxey, Luka Doncic, Shay Gilgis, Alexander, these type of guys that the Hawks have been facing recently. You don't need to bring in that type of defender at the guard position. So uh, I like that change. And it was matchup based for sure, I think.
0: Yeah, and for the Hawks, um, they bring in that lineup, and it was pretty much back and forth uh, between the Magic and the Hawks. Um, the Hawks shot one of seven to start this game, and the Magic shot three for eleven. Um, that is a recipe for a low-scoring game on threes.
1: Yeah, they're both both the team, as I mentioned, the percentages before Magic twenty-eight percent from downtown, Hawks thirty-two percent. It was really, it was really one of those, like like we mentioned before, that the struggle fest mm-hmm. on offense. But the Hawks don't really win many many of those games, so it was good to see, if you're a Hawks fan, uh, that they come out with with a victory here.
0: Yeah, uh, Paulo Bancaro played the whole first quarter, um, and Bancaro and Suggs had seven points. DJ had seven. Um, you know to end off the first i felt like you know for the hawks it was one of those slug fest. i mean it was one of those they were just fighting to get baskets
1: yeah both teams it felt like were but really the guy who was consistent on all on offense all night for the hawks was DeJounte murray uh, i thought he was doing a pretty good job getting to the rim yeah, his mid-range shot was going on and as we get to the box score a little bit later you'll see uh, how how much of an efficient game he had on that offensive end
0: yeah, and, you know, we can move into the second a little bit. Um, both teams had 18 points in the paint to start out this game. Um, what what do you think is the reason that, you know, that number is so
1: high for both teams to begin this game? Well, for the, for the Magic, they just don't have a lot of outside three-point shooting. Besides Caleb Houston, who actually only shot one of seven from downtown tonight, uh, and Cole Anthony. They they really don't have that many outside shooters who are who are elite threats. So that I expect I expect the three point numbers to be low. But for the Hawks, I think that's kind of a credit to the Magic's defensive game plan. Uh, they know that the guys like Trey, uh, Dejounte, you know, Sadiq has been off lately from from three. But they know that the Hawks do have the shooters that can make them. And I think they they pressured really high, and that's how you saw the Hawks take advantage of it by going to the rim.
0: Yeah, and for me, like. I would love to see the Hawks bogey, Bay, uh, Trey, and Garrison or, or somebody like that all get hot just one night. Just one night. Because I don't think there's a team in the league that can stand with them if they all shooting the ball uh great on
1: one night. It's been a it's been a while for Sadiq, unfortunately, from beyond the arc. He's been really in struggle town, and it's it's almost to the point where you're just like, please please go in just 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 to see one going going for your confidence but right now it's just he's in a bad way right now and hopefully he gets out of it sooner rather than later because the, the, especially in the corners if he's not hitting those it can shrink the floor tremendously especially when the game slows down in the fourth quarter and overtime yeah and
0: um we seen Jonathan Isaac come in this game, and we talked about him, uh, his defensive uh, presence, and uh, him on the glass. He had some deflections, steals, and ended up leading uh, to a 10-0 magic run. Um, the Hawks, at this point in the game, had 13 turnovers with six minutes left in the second. That is rough.
1: Yeah, the Hawks, for the season, averaged 13.9 turnovers in a game. They actually had a more. They actually had a 14 by halftime. They had more turnovers in 24 minutes than they had in 48. And that's that's definitely weird from from the Hawks there. And this was the probably the 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 biggest rough patch that the Hawks hit off as far as offensively. They didn't score from that six from the 6:30 minute mark to the 3:30 uh, until Jalen Johnson really hit a tough bank shot over Paolo Moncaro.
0: Yeah. And during that, that, uh, 10-0 run, those deflections, um, three of them were on DeJounte Murray. And, uh, even after he hit the game winner in his, uh, post-game press conference, uh, well, his courtside, uh, interview, he said, you know, the turnovers in the first half are on me. Um, I, I made some poor decisions and, um, for for me as a Hawks fan, uh, hearing a player take accountability immediately after a game, even after hitting a game winner, um, is something you know bright to hear because like, you know, it's one of those things where if players are being accountable, then you know good things are happening in the locker room.
1: Yeah, and for DeJounte, he re- he really was good tonight because Trey Young, uh, we'll, we'll discuss a bit more later, but he didn't he he wasn't at his best tonight. Obviously, you know he still dished out twelve dimes, but eight turnovers from Trey—that's that's really not what you're you accustomed to seeing from him. And it really was a, a lot of poor decision making. Weird we game for Trey in a lot of ways, but I think you do have to give credit to the Orlando Magic here. That like the like we mentioned, you know Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black didn't play tonight, but they they have a lot of size and different looks, good defenders they can throw at him. And I think Trey was bothered by that a little bit tonight.
0: Yeah, and as you talked uh, uh, about um, at, at this point in the game, Jalen hits the bank shot. Both Trey and Jalen are back, and it felt like the offense just woke up. Jalen hit a midy. Trey had a lob to CC. Jalen, in this game, gave Clint Capella, I swear, an easy six points. Um where he was driving to the rim. Uh, he drew the big to him. He dumped off the Clint for an easy dunk up under the rim uh, each time. And I felt like, you know, the Hawks had a chance to really uh, build on that.
1: And I think you're seeing some of the development here with Jalen Johnson. Obviously Jalen's blessed with a ton of athleticism. He's going to wind, he's going to want to try and dunk it over everybody. Like we see in the second half at one point, but, uh these these dishes to Clint capella under the basket for an for an easy two are some of his maturity some of his playmaking and you're seeing when Jalen johnson gets the ball off a pocket pass from either of the guards in the short roll or on the move good things happen for the hawks
0: yeah and and we've seen um you know the hawks also attacking mismatches with sadiq bay where he had cole anthony on him um you know, Sadiq, for how bad he struggled from the three-point line, it, it's always good to see him uh, definitely in these mismatches, uh, driving at guys, trying to get foul calls, and he ended up getting a foul on Cole Anthony, hitting both free throws.
1: Yeah, because one thing we do know about Sadiq is that he's very strong. I mean, it, especially, especially when he's out there at the three and, and gets a mismatch, you're going to want him in feed him in the post there a lot, and he has, he has a good fadeaway shot as well. Uh, but one thing... That Atlanta really needed to do a better job on. It, it, it really, this whole game was better defensive rebound. The Hawks gave up so many offensive rebounds in this game. It it was it was in large part to reason why the Magic were, were just in it at all because both teams were shooting poorly. The Hawks were turning the ball over, but the Magic weren't really scoring that easily. It was a lot of offensive rebounds, and you've got to give you know Wendell Carter gave them fits, Goga Bitadze as well. Uh, so got to give those guys credit.
0: Yeah, I felt like every offensive rebound for Lando, Gogo was just standing there. Like, he was in perfect position to get it. And that has a lot to do, uh, we've always harped on the Hawks boxing out. Um, I felt like uh, in this game, it was pretty poor by, all around by everyone, not just, you know, a particular person. But um, as we see, Clint Capella had zero rebounds at this point in the game. Um, at, when, that's, do
1: you, when do you ever see that from Clint Capella? I mean, that is staggering.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where that is not on the bingo card. And, yeah. and you know, it's one of those things where it, it just – it stinks for the Hawks because, you know, he is known to be a top five rebounder in the league. Easy. And it, it just – the ball wasn't bouncing his way tonight.
1: Uh, it, this game – this game was tied tie half at halftime at 47. Oh, sorry. No, at um, it was fifty-one forty-nine, um, the, when with the Magic winning at halftime. But the, uh, Dejounte Murray, this game was was it was hit. He was the only guy that seemed like in he was in rhythm offensively for the entire night, as well as Onyeka Kongu for the Hawks. Both of both of them, I feel like had had their thing going. But Dejounte, as as we'll see later, he ended quarters particularly well t- today. I thought.
0: Yeah, I thought he he did really well. Um, he tied the game at 47 with two minutes to go. And this is to tell you how bad the the offense was just for both teams, that there was only three combined buckets made within two whole minutes uh, mm. between both teams. And, you know, at, at that point, we're going into halftime.
1: Yeah, Trey Trey had 5.6 assists at halftime. Uh Dejounte, 12 points, two steals. He did a. He had he had more more turnovers than assists at halftime, but you know he def, definitely would make up for it in the second half. Hell of a game from Dejounte here. Uh, Clint had 10 points, zero boards, and Onyeka had six points, five rebounds. But really, really, as a whole, the Hawks went three for 12 in the first half from beyond the arc. Magic three for 20. Uh, both teams had 32 points in the paint, but the biggest stat, as we discussed earlier, points in the uh, second chance points. Fifteen to four lead for the Magic in that category, and if the Hawks uh, boxed out a little bit more or did did better on the glass, they would they could easily be up 10-15 points at halftime in this contest.
0: Yeah, I mean, but I feel like this is a, a common occurrence that we talk about is Hawks in the glass. And, um, I haven't seen it get much better. Um, now it has gotten a lot better since Jalen Johnson has, uh, returned to the lineup, but I also see guys like Sadiq, um, kind of struggling. I mean, we've seen DeJounte with 13 rebounds in the last game. Um, it just felt like the guys on the glass really weren't uh, putting an emphasis like they did the game
1: before. Yeah, that's weird to me because we mentioned the defensive rebounds specifically in total rebounds. This team is top six in the league right now at forty four at forty four per game. So, so it's just just kind of one of those things where it's weird. But the Hawks, in particular, Jalen Johnson started out this third quarter with an emphatic jam all over B. Thompson. This was a classic. You're under the rim. I'm dunking on you. And he jumped, but he had no chance. I Jalen completely posterized Go-Go there.
0: <laughs> it was by far the highlight of my night. Um, watching Jalen dunk on people has become my new uh, fascination with uh, with basketball lately, and uh, it's just one of those things where he's just so freakishly athletic that he, anytime he catches the ball on the run on the short roll, like I am prepared to watch somebody get dunked on.
1: It seems like it happens more often than not now, but. If Caleb Houston finally hits his first three to give the Magic 68 to 61 lead. And this was this was the largest lead, lead of the game by any team. 68 to 61. No team in no team in this game had a lead by more than seven points. This was a back and forth game, clearly, uh throughout the contest.
0: Yeah, and at that point, DeJounte starts getting to the rim, um, but a little too gr- aggressive with uh Jalen Suggs. I think that, you know, with the way the game was going defensively, I felt like the refs probably could have let them play a little more. Um, It felt like the whistles in this game kind of were – how do I want to say this? They were kind of like weird because like sometimes they would let them play and then sometimes you would get a soft whistle. It was just really weird.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned DeJounte Murray. Uh, he was definitely in rhythm there towards the middle of that third quarter. The Magic inserted Jalen Suggs, and credit to DeJounte, he still tried to get to their rims, have that same mentality. But Suggs Suggs is definitely a better defender than, than you would put a guy like Cole Anthony or Marquel Fultz on him. And, and I think we saw that difference there. But uh, the Hawks kept pushing the pace. Both teams really did, uh, it, it could, because both had trouble scoring in the half court. Uh, but this was based off a 7 0 run off two deflections and steals. Uh, the Magic and the Hawks. This was a 78-76 to 76 game after three quarters. You rarely ever see that in a Hawks game.
0: Yeah, I actually thought maybe for, for a minute this game might be under 100 points for both teams. Uh, I thought it was very possible. Yeah, no no team
1: scored over 30 points in this game. That, that's rare in the NBA these days.
0: Yeah, because me and you talk about Bob Rathburn and how he brought up if NBA teams, if you could hold them to 30 points, that's a pretty decent defensive quarter yeah and
1: yeah this was this was this was definitely that type of game. but one one thing that Trey is still always gonna be consistent for is gonna be finding his guys on the pick and roll. Onyeka Congo tonight thought did a great job being in position. No one no one went to roll, and Trey young find, found him. there there was a, a lob that uh, that Trey threw that I didn't even see uh, on live TV when I was watching. He was trapped in a far corner with two guys around him. He fakes one pass to get the double team away. Just lobs the ball into the paint, and Onyeka slams it home for an alley-oop jam. I was like, "How did Trey Young see that man? I didn't even see him cutting through on the lane." So, kind of just shows you the, the crazy vision that Trey Young has, and and the decision making uh, that he possesses day, night in and night out.
0: Yeah, and we had a, a dunk contest uh, participant. Dunk and uh Cole Anthony. What a, what a he had a massive slam on a back door cut. Sadiq Bey, um, definitely made a business decision to get out of the way in this
1: one. Yeah, uh, there's he, he 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 jumped up, wanted to contest it. Then, as soon as he saw how high Cole Anthony was in the air, he was like, All right, nah, it's all good. At this point, it was 88 to 88, uh, but. This was a crazy sequence, and one that really, I think, shifted the momentum of this game. If you're Markel Fultz, you're on a 3-on-1 fast break after a steal. Paolo Banchero's with you. Cole Anthony's with you on the other side. You're a point guard. You have the ball leading with your two guys on the sides. And somehow, Bogdan Bogdanovich, one man in the lane, stops a 3-on-1 fast break with two, with two guards that are bigger than him and, and a Paolo Banchero, who's 6'10 wing. I, I, that was that was one of those things where you're like, wait a minute, the, this the Magic should sort have of scored easily. Now they ended up hitting one of two free throws in that possession, still. But that that was that was just one of those things where you're like, okay, these these guys are not locked in. Yeah,
0: because you expect I expected a dunk. Like uh, an easy, Paulo kicks it to Fultz. Fultz kick, uh, kicks it back to Paulo, and it's an easy dunk. And you know they're back down the floor. But instead, Bogey creates a one-point possession for them, which is wonderful for the Hawks. But man, that was a
1: head scratcher. Yeah, it was for sure. Uh, so speaking of head, cr- head scratching, some some really uncharacteristic bad turnovers uh, from Trey Young here in the middle of the fourth quarter. Uh, but. With that being said, DeJounte Murray was able to pick it up. He he kept scoring for the Hawks. Uh, Cole Anthony was particularly huge for the Magic, though, especially defensively. If back and forth, the Hawks went a couple times, uh, the Hawks and Magic a couple of times, having turnovers on both sides there. Uh, but big change in this game in the closing lineup, Tim. Quinn Snyder closed with Onyeka Kongo. I thought it was a better decision tonight, for sure, uh, with Onyeka outplaying Clint. But what was your overall thoughts on that decision?
0: Yeah, I thought it was a great decision. Um, I felt like it was something that, you know, if you were watching the game, you you knew it was probably the best decision. I felt like Onyeka defensively was probably playing a little bit better than Clint. I felt like he was making better rotations. Um he he did have a a, a, a nice block in this game off the backboard. Um I, I felt like a, it was a good decision by Quinn for sure.
1: Yeah, and th- there was another crazy sequence here late in the fourth quarter. The Hawks had five offensive rebounds in one possession.
0: Absolutely crazy.
1: Yeah, like two, two of those, two of those were missed tip shots that went back against the backboard. It finally ended up in Dejounte Murray's hands, and he put up a runner. This put up the Hawks one hundred to ninety-seven, and that felt like a possession that was like these guys want to win. The, the effort on the glass there, they, they they wanted to take this victory,
0: yeah, and even coming back down the floor, um you could tell the guys were locked in defensively. Um, they knew their assignments, they stepped up. Uh, I thought Orlando did a really good job at uh, getting Paulo uh, his step back three to tie this game. and it was it was one of those games, tie game. Yeah. What do we do from here?
1: Yeah, tie game, the Hawks. Quinn Stotter actually tried to call a timeout, uh, but the refs didn't seem to hear him. They had the ball in DeJounte Murray's hands. Murray takes it at Fultz, puts on a flurry of moves, does a hesitation dribble, steps back in the mid-range. Game time. He beats the Magic again. Second time he's hit a game winner on the Magic this season for a 106-104 victory. But I want I want to go back a little bit. To, to that Paolo Bancaro shot because, uh, overall, Wendell Carter missed a couple of free, missed a free throw, went one out of two before that possession. But the Hawks played great defense on this Paolo Bancaro step-back three. They the, the Magic, like I said, at uh, the top of the show, Re- very little offensive organization without that main point guard. And Boncaro got the ball with, like, five seconds on the shot clock. He put up, say, like a 26-foot step-back three on the right wing. Nothing but net. I, my reaction to that shot was crazy. I, I did not think that was going in, but, but I was a heck of a shot.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the, the shot, the reason I say that they did a decent job is they found a way to get Jalen off of him. And, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> I think if Jalen's on him, he does not hit that shot. I think Jalen contested a whole lot better, but instead he had Sadiq Bay on him and it ended up being, you know, a decent shot for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, Murray cancels that. And I don't want to reiterate in this game, no lead larger than seven. This this was a complete definition of a back-and-forth game, but it felt good that the Hawks came out of there with a win.
0: Yeah, and moving on to the box score, Garrison Matthews, 13 minutes, two for three from deep, um, six points, one steal, four rebounds. I thought actually, and me and you talked about, I thought Garrison played a pretty good
1: game. Yeah, he forced a couple moving screens in, in this game. T- times where you know we we've already said it, the, the, where the whistle was weird in this game, and Garrison I, I thought played well in his minutes for sure. Uh, and it was only an eight man rotation tonight, which is pro- to be expected, really, with Kong Wu playing a lot at the four. Bogdanovich tonight in twenty four minutes, four or seven from the field, two or four from three, four rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, twelve points. Uh, Bogey didn't take as many shots as he normally does I- in this game. But I thought he was pretty good. An official four seven. And I, I thought, you know, nothing nothing too too terrible from Bogey, but I, I thought he was solid.
0: Yeah, I thought Bogey was really solid. Um the four threes for him is uncharacteristic, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um because normally he he's normally getting him up and in this game he didn't as much um moving to anyeka Okongwu, uh 27 minutes uh 7 from 12 from the field over 1 from deep 1 for 1 from the charity stripe uh 9 rebounds one block Two turnovers, uh, 15 rebounds, or uh, 15 points. I felt like O.O. was really good in this game. Uh, I felt like Quinn Snyder made the right decision in closing with him. Um, yeah, I thought he was really
1: good. Yep, 100% agree. Uh, Clint Capella in 27 minutes. Clint had a, he had a weird night. 100% shooting from the field, 6 of 6, for 12 points, 1 steal, 3 rebounds. You're not used to seeing Clint Capella have 100 percent shooting, but anytime he does, you'll take it. But that's that three rebounds. That three rebounds kind of kills you. So on the offensive end, I mean, Clint was pretty good. Hit all six of his shots. But uh, as far as the rebounding goes, that that's what he, he is there. That is his main calling card. Did not get that done tonight.
0: No, I felt like Clint definitely struggled in this game, definitely with the rebounds. Um, Sadiq Bey, 35 minutes, one for seven from the field, one for uh, five from deep, um, four rebounds, seven points. I felt like Sadiq Bey really struggled in this game. Um, he He's at the point now where I don't even know if you could call it a slump anymore, but it it's been rough for him definitely shooting the ball.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jalen Johnson in 38 minutes, 3 of 9 from the field. You'd like that to be a little bit higher. 1 of 2 from 3, 3 of 5 from the line. That as that well. He's been making a free throws lately, but uh, he ended with 10 points, 2 steals, 3 assists, 9 rebounds. Didn't fill up the stat sheet like he normally does. Not the best offensive night for Jalen for sure, but his defense on Moncaro tonight, I thought like we previewed in the show tonight, was excellent.
0: Sometimes defense can be better offense. Uh, I felt like Jalen impacted this game a lot, whether it's in the stat sheet or not. I felt like, you know, with the way he guarded Paulo Bancaro in this game, um, you know, he he did all his work on that end for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on to Trey Young, uh, 38 minutes, 5 for 14 from the field, 1 for 6 from deep, 12 assists. Three rebounds, 18 points. I felt like uh, he had eight turnovers as well. Uh, I felt like this was uh, a game that Trey struggled in, definitely turning over the ball. Uh, I felt like he, he he did a good job with the assist part, but um, he, he struggled from, you know, turning over in, in this one.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's why, you know, play of the game, goes to DeJounte Murray. Second game winner of the Magics this, this season, an efficient in 36 minutes, 11 of 18 from the floor, one of four from deep, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, 26 points. The only guy above, above 20 for the Hawks. But, you know, DeJounte Murray was a rhythm offensively pretty much all night. He, he had it going from the mid range, and, um, and I'm glad he took that last shot because, you know, while, while Trey Young is the, is the best player on this team, DeJounte Murray, if he has it going, you, you want that ball in his hands, especially when he can get to his midi. So uh, I'm glad he did take that final shot. Uh, but for the Hawks, one thing you do like to see, six guys in double-digit scoring. That's, that's that's moving the ball around and and, and sharing the rock.
0: Um, one thing I wanted to ask you before we go into the three keys is the, the Hawks only put up 25 three-pointers. And we talked about Quinn Snyder and the kind of system he wants to run. Do you think that's a little concerning from the Hawks?
1: I'm sure he'll say he wants the three-point attempts to be higher than that. But I think a lot of that is, is just the way the Magic play. They don't really have that elite shot-blocking presence down in the paint. So I think the Hawks were more conscious about getting to the rim. But, you know, Quinn, Quinn is also focused on saying getting to the rim is the number one priority in this offense. Because that opens up so much more, especially on that three-point arc. Uh, so I, I think that's something that he'd, he'd probably say, say in this scenario.
0: All right. and and We'll move to the three keys for the Miami Heat. The Hawks take on the Miami Heat Friday night at, I want to say, 7 o'clock. It is the first key. Be prepared for a physical matchup. Anytime you play Miami, you better be uh, prepared for a hard whistle, um, and it's going to be a physical one.
1: Yeah, that – yeah, you know, you you know the heat, they're going, they're going to they're gonna make the refs make a decision. They're gonna call fouls and they're not gonna call fouls. And if they're not calling fouls, the hawks are gonna to have to do their best job to Mac to match that physical aggression that the brand they play on defense. For the second key, it's gonna be Jalen Johnson's effectiveness on the short roll uh when they trap Trey Young. Because you you know that's happening, especially when DeJounte is off the floor. It, they still they still trap Trey when he's on as well. But Jalen Johnson, in, in in this game, we saw his great decision making passes to Clint Capella, dishes on the short roll. It's going to be the same thing there. Bam Adebayo is a guy who can really defend uh, anywhere on the floor, and he's going to be a, he's going to be there to with help defense. He's going to be there to clog up the lane and and protect the paint. So Jalen's going to have to be creative uh, with his with his playmaking and, and his shot making when he gets the ball in that pocket.
0: And the third key is going to be rebounding. Uh, Clint Capella hopefully has a a redemption game. Uh, You know, one of those 20 rebound games. I would love to see one of those coming back from what seemed like a little bit of a stinker tonight for him. Uh, Definitely on the glass. Uh, Bam Adebayo is a great rebounder. So the Hawks are going to have their hands full in this one.
1: Yeah, and hopefully Jalen can take advantage of some defensive rebounding as well. Heat he are not a big team, so Jalen should be able to, to, take, to be aggressive there at, at the four. But let's see if the Hawks can get a third consecutive win. We haven't said that about them lately, so they have a chance to do it. Let's hope they take advantage of it. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos and Lena Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at TinWizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.